Welcome to episode one of Upon Further Review. I'm here with my good friend, my bestie, Taylor. Bestie. It's me. It's you. It's us. <laughs> so, Taylor, why did we decide to do this? So, Sankara and I met in college. Um, we both love TV. I think the first show that we really got on our bag about together was lost we watched it in real time until you <laughs> sped ahead and i was like sir i have schoolwork I I, I I couldn't stop meanwhile you were like yeah i'm an engineer and a tv production <laughs> uh major and i'm like all right well i'm a tv production major but like not an engineer and i'm not saying how you have time to finish and i don't so uh that was, like, <laughs> the show where we realized we liked the same kinds of shows we like talking about shows and that was back in like 2012. So, oh my for, God. Yeah. Over. Uh, I've known you that long. And yeah. It's technically since I think 2011. So, we have been loving TV since we decided to do this together. We tried, uh, you know, we tried to brainstorm some interesting topics that are about tv and the business of tv so this isn't just like a recap like we're not going to tell you about about something um Mm -hmm. sort of just like about connecting the dots of like the industry and society so that's how we got here yeah i mean like i feel like me and tay like we could talk for days we do and i'm I'm not (laughs) not saying we're going to talk for days on this podcast every episode but like we literally will have like three hour phone calls and like two hours of them will be something about and so it just made it just made so much sense uh and i'm i'm super excited and some of the topics that we have um i'm really excited about um so i mean this week we really wanted to talk about and a lot of this sort of is a i'd say kind of came about as we were talking about a certain someone which we will get into into the yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. A, a certain, a certain someone um, was in the news uh, this week about um, a show they have coming up, and it sort of prompted us to ask ourselves, like, is there what is going on with sex on TV? And it feels like for the past like three years, I will say it has like significantly jumped. On at least on my screens, on the shows that I watch, um. So we you thought feel like be more. Like you feel like more sex. I honestly, I would say yes. Oh, I feel I, like it's less sex. I feel like I see, and I, I would almost say like maybe like this started. Like I would probably I would say like Game of Thrones ish, like yep. that era, right? For sure, for sure. Like, I would say Game of Thrones sort of, like, started this, like, full nudity thing. And on TV, I would say, without this year, I would say I've seen a lot of sex on TV for the past, like, five That's So I feel like there's a lot of TV that does have sex, right? But I also feel like there's a lot of TV that doesn't. And, like, when there's TV that doesn't, it makes me, like, ugh when I see the TV that does, you know what I mean? Like it it makes those instances really, really pop. And I think that like, when we started talking about this, um, spoiler alert, it's literally Sam Levinson. 
Um, <laughs> more on that later. But it was it it was about how um, his new show, The Idol on HBO, yeah. started out as one thing, and now people that are working on it are like, "This is torture porn," and I don't know what the heck this is, and I didn't sign up to make this, and I think that like. I don't know. I can't really think of a bunch of shows that I'm watching right now where mm-hmm. I'm like so much sex. And I think what's interesting though is like you are so big in the HBO sphere and I bad. spend I spend time there. I spend some good time there. <laughs> but I also I'm on the planet of like Netflix and Hulu yeah. where I think maybe there's just less sex. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know let me true. ask you this like what does like if we back up a bit, like, what do you think about sex on TV? What does it do for you? Right? Like, Ugh, it's too much. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm like getting older and I'm like, wow, not me being a, like an old Christian auntie, but I just am like, what old are we Christian doing? Auntie. Yes. Okay. I'm like, somebody passed the offering plate because I need to give my money to get these kids something to do besides <laughs> having sex on my TV. It's just like, to me, it just feels like a lot of times it's too much. It's not necessary. And like, it, like what does this do for a, a plot? Like, mm-hmm. and is explicitly showing sex, right? Whether that's nudity, um, you know, simulated scenes, whatever. Like, what is that actually doing for the plot? Or are we just doing like sex cells, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. I think... There are some instances, although I feel like they're very few and far between now, where like that sort of like vulnerability and intimacy does add to the plot of the show. Yeah. But mostly it's it's almost like it's become like a thing where it's either for entertainment or because like the shows and the showrunners know like the audience is expecting it, right? Like a la like you. Before this. Right. Okay. Right? I was like. <laughs> so, so like, I feel like there are some instances where I like, okay, like I understand it. Right. But like, overall, I would say, I think it's just, it's become too much. And like a lot of shows are relying too much on like, Hey, like when is the sex scene coming in this episode? Or like, how far are we before these two characters that audiences know like have an attraction toward each other? How far do we need to um, show them having sex? And I will say that like a lot of that also is because a lot of these shows have male directors. And so like they're shooting it hello. in a way. Right. They're shooting it in a way that's very <laughs> porn like. Of the almost. male gaze. Of the male gaze. A hundred percent. Right? Because like not there there was an episode of Game of Thrones this past the the of the prequel. The House of the Dragons. House of the Dragons, where um one of the directors was a woman and there was supposed to be a sex scene in there. There was, and you can blatantly see the difference between how she yeah. shot it and the rest of the show. I'm going to be so honest. I'm not watching that show. And a big part of it is the sex. Like, not only, like, and I don't know. It's not to say that I'm like, oh, sex, gross. Like, 
it's yeah, you're really, really just, like on your Christian bag. Like, listen, I, like, it's, I'm, I, what it is is I'm just like, what? Why are we doing this? And like, what's what purpose does this serve? And like, I'm not averse to being like, oh, people are, are having sex through being intimate or whatever. But like, for like House of the Dragon, I just am, whatever it's called, um, the black what's people the House House of the Dragon House of the Dragons. I don't know what it's called, but. <laughs> Um, to me, I'm like, I watched all of Game of Thrones and like so much of that show was sex and so much of the sex on that show was just like non-consensual. And like, Mm -hmm. there's something also for me where I'm just like, I'm just like good on seeing people have sex and in a world where like, you're trying to sell me that like they're related. Like, it's just too much. Like, I think that, you know, it, it's interesting to think about like how like far we've come from like the Lannister, you know, twins being everyone being like, whoa, what's going on here? So now it's just like, yeah, uncle and me. And I'm just like, it's too much. Like, and I understand that like part of the whole thing is like, yeah, back in the medieval days, like 100%. people was getting real wild and crazy. But like I don't need scenes of like forcible sex. I don't need scenes of like incest. Like, can we just have like if you're gonna have sex, can we just have some like regular degular nobody's related it's not an act of violence or a modern day crime taking place like can't this exist off screen like it's just weird to me it's just and i think that that's it where i'm just like how have we just like normalized that like again these situations that like are not being implied they are literally being put Mm -hmm. in front of us like and i think that's the part where i'm just like I'm good. I'm 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 good. Um, best of luck to y'all and the dragon and the little boy. And they put him on the dragon to the day. I don't even know where he's going, but I know. <laughs> like best of luck. I just can't do it. It's too much. Well, I'm not a nun like you, but I will say <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I sort of fall somewhere in the in between, where like. It's not so much that, like I said, it's not so much of the sex on screen. It's the way it's shown, right? And like, I, I, I would love for these creators to find different ways to show that type of intimacy that doesn't directly relate to it being like, we're shooting this because we want guys to see it yeah. like, in, in the male gaze. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's why it's becoming exhausting, right? And it also makes me wonder, right? Like, what? I also watch a lot of movies, but I don't feel like movies okay. have as much sex currently. They don't. And I have a theory on and that. I, but I wonder, though, is that a is that a byproduct of because, like, there's, again, a TV show is at least eight episodes. That's, like, eight hours of content. And, like, Showrunners feel like they have to fill it with all these sex scenes for it. Just to... give us a nipple. Give us a little, <laughs> you know, a little P and V. Give us a little, like, <laughs> gotta dock down the time that we gotta write scripts. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously though, because like, I- I'm thinking through even sex scenes on TV. I mean, on in movies, aren't as aggressive, for lack of a better term. They're just not. You see, the fact even that we're using the word aggressive, I just am like, oh, <laughs> just got them. Um, okay, can I give you my hypothesis? Yeah. 
So what I think, um, I think it's the thing, you know, the word we all are tired of saying. I think some of it has to do with the pandemic. And hear me out on why. So Mm -hmm. people aren't going to the movies anymore. And what's happening is a lot of movies are going straight to streaming, right? And so, or or they're going to, or they're going to theaters, but it's for a shorter amount of time. I wonder if we're getting less sex in movies because, one, you're trying to appeal to wider audiences, right? Like, you're trying to get as many people to come in, bring their families, because basically Hollywood movies and studios and directors all have an incentive to get us back into the movie theaters. So, like, what's the, like, common denominator, like, the lowest common denominator? Everything has to be Disney. For sex. It doesn't have to be Disney, but, like, we just are not doing, like, nudity, right? Because yeah. we're trying to fill these seats. And then I think, too, something that's kind of interesting, and I, I, I don't know, again, also related to the pandemic, but I'm like, I, I, also, I, as someone who feels like there has also been less sex in shows, because, again, I'm not on HBO as often as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, like, on other programs or on other streamers, like... For instance, and I have a couple of examples of this, but like Netflix, I feel like because everyone was like locked down in the house watching stuff with their families or, you know, whoever was in their household, like as people were making content in 2020 and 2021, not really knowing how long people would be in the house, not going out, streaming things as an entire family, they are definitely incentivized to, to minimize the number of sex scenes in shows where you're like, well, we like want, you know, the entire family to sit down and watch these next eight episodes of Bridgerton yeah. and having all of these sex scenes. I read that in the first season of Bridgerton, there were 15 sex scenes. In the second season, there were two. Wow. So like- That's a significant drop though. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like we can't, like I watched Bridgerton season one with my mom. What does that do? What does that do for the audience? You well, think there's audience drop off? I don't think there's audience drop off because what ends up happening in Netflix, as we know, is like queen uh, of like splitting seasons into two for multiple <laughs> reasons. You know, Classic. yeah, some that makes sense, some that I'm like, oh, you tried it, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that it, it necessarily has drop off because at the end of the day, too, like when you're paying for a thing like a service you like want to consume everything like that's on it you know mm-hmm, but i mm-hmm. do think that there might be some consumer disappointment like and obviously we saw that with um Ken Badgley and you mm-hmm. you know yeah and I, people I, were disappointed with Bridgerton too but yeah i wanted to actually talk a little bit more about that because like that's what i feel like it's almost like a call and response right like the showrunners only doing that because the audience is saying they want right so like yeah. for for something like for something like you, where the second season is devoid of sex, right? Like to me, I feel like there's gonna be a significant significant audience drop off because that show almost hinged on the sex. That was like this his whole thing. So I don't think we're gonna have okay. I don't think we're gonna have drop offs. Well, okay. We're recording this at the time where part one of season four is out. Part two comes out in a few days. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, I think most people are going to come back for part two. Mm-hmm. 
of season four. Now, if it's renewed for a fifth season, I don't think as many people are going to come back for season five. Like, that's where the drop-off happens, right? Like, it doesn't happen, like, midway through the season where you're like, oh, this is, like, less sex. I wonder, yeah. you know, what will also happen with Bridgerton, right? Like, because it'll be, th- it's the same exact thing, but, like, we're closer to a season three of Bridgerton than we are of a season five of you, you know? Um, yeah. But it's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it has that big of an impact because you're kind of invested in the world and there's some curiosity. And I do think that like, and I've said this to a few people that like the new season of you is really interesting to me because since he says, Hey, like I value the like sanctity of my marriage and like, don't want to like be in a situation that feels close. Not boring. Aren't you (laughs) about to, aren't you engaged? Don't do that. Don't do that. Not me being pro. You might be talking about me because I was definitely bored in that season. Okay, but you know what? But you know what I think. Okay, and this has been my like on my my soapbox. I think that because he said no sex scenes, and because the showrunner was like, okay, it meant that they had to change the formula of the show. His obsession Mm -hmm. this season could not be a woman and a love interest. Because there would be no sex. So now the show becomes like a whodunit mystery. I ain't signed up for that. I got knives out. And that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And trust me, I'm someone who like, I will never forgive Lakeith Stanfield for uh, my experience watching Sorry to Bother You. Because by the end of that movie, I said I did not sign up. And I'll never forgive him for it. I just won't. I won't. I won't ever get over it. So I get it. I do. But I just feel like he didn't want to have sex. If he was a woman, people would not be upset. Mm. Okay? Because that's very, that would be very, like, you know, that'd be very, like, anti uh, the Me Too movement, right? Like, her body, her choice. I mean, that obviously is an abortion slogan. But, like, same sentiment applies. And I also just don't understand why we're not letting men they called him boring. They're like, yeah. not this man not wanting to have sex. Well, you just called him boring. <laughs> I did. I'm they. <laughs> it's, yes, I was like, it's you. You're the problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, great. I love that he loves his wife. And I, I look, they've been married since 2017. So before the show came out. But mm-hmm. I do think that there is something about Dan. Oh, I call him Dan. Penn Badgley, where I'm like, he was in Gossip Girl, which the mm-hmm. advertisements I remember in 2008 were like, parents don't, like, this is what the studio put out. They were like, parents don't let your kids watch this. Like, because no. it was so sex and like, like induced and fueled and that, that. So like, he's been in a sexy position before, um, but I don't think anyone saw him as a sex symbol, like sexy until yeah. later seasons you. of you. Exactly. Yeah. So I get it. He's like, my wife, we over here just trying to have our little family. <laughs> and that's what I, I want to do. I hear you. I think but. you make, you make a mate, <laughs> like you're making sense. <laughs> I just think that if they do another season of that show and there's no sex in it, people are not going to watch it. Or to your point, they're going to have to find a way more compelling way of telling this story. Yeah. Because currently, I don't think it's as compelling. Now, it's to, it's their fault for making it like that. 
because that's why people were tuning in, right? Yeah. It's like, uh... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll People tune in because he'd be obsessing over women and killing them, obviously. Which we also maybe need to... I mean, it's me, Gilsey, tuned in. Um, <laughs> we might need to unpack some stuff there as well, but I, I don't... Yeah, I just... Um, you make sense though. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I mean, I just this season was kind of meh. Well, like I, I just I think that I understand your sentiment of this isn't what I signed up for, and I don't think that you're alone. And I think that that's how people felt about Bridgerton. But the thing that was interesting about Bridgerton, yeah, I don't watch that one. I know, so that's why I was like, let me let me put you hip to game. Um, the thing about Bridgerton that's different is, than than you. Um, you fundamentally changed the formula. Like I said, he went from obsessing over a woman, women he was in relationships with, not in relationships. Like, I, I get it, right? The thing about, and then, sorry, and then they change it, and so now it's like a murder mystery. The thing about right. Bridgerton that's really interesting is that they didn't change the formula at all. It's high society. Uh, season one, it's like, okay, this girl is playing hard to get sexual tension with this man they have a bunch of sex and then they get married and they have some more sex. And then season two, her brother is like sexual tension, sexual tension. And there's no sex in that show until episode like nine of 10. So what's interesting is they didn't change the formula of Bridgerton. So people who are there for the like, Oh, Duke Regency, England, Duchess, like high society. Like you're still getting that. It's not changing. Um, It's just, they're relying more on sexual tension than actual sex. And to me, that feels like a more talent, talented feat, if you will. Like, it, That sounds pretty impressive, if people are sticking around. I mean, listen, I have beef with Shonda Rhimes. Like, uh, that's a whole other that's a, <laughs> that's a podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> but I have stuck around, and I wasn't... I think people were like, where is the sex? But like, they also just gave that show a spinoff that comes out in May. So like, mm-hmm. something about the world building, something about, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. about it is working. And will I watch the spinoff? Uh, I would, yes. but I'm getting kicked off a Netflix account. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one little barrier. Uh, TBD. <laughs> Because Reed Hastings is not getting my $15. Stop playing. You know you're going to pay for it. No, I'm not. I'm on strike. (laughs) So, like, you can't come over here playing in my face talking about... Anyway, I digress. But, um, yes, that's the difference with with Bridgerton. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. um, Mm -hmm. As we're, we're, we're talking about Bridgerton and... Um, you and you know the things that exist in sort of my sphere, my universe. Um, I want to know, mm-hmm. taking it back more generally, mm-hmm. what kind of sex scenes, if any, like are you like I'm drawing the line? I'm not interested. I don't want to see. Like, how do you? Where's your line? Is there a line? Like, how do you feel about about different kinds of, of great question? Of I sex? think. 100% for me is, I don't know, again, I might, 
maybe I am a nun or a Christian like you, but like I cannot do, or as I've grown older, um, non-consensual sex TV is I'm I'm kind of getting off that again. Like I understand sometimes what it does. To them. Right. Right. Um, and I understand why it needs to be showed because like you're gonna have like a visceral reaction to that character, right? Mm-hmm. So like I get it. But again, most of the people shooting these scenes are male, right? And so they're shooting it very aggressive. And I'm getting too old. I can't take it. Now, there are a lot of, uh, like, for example, I mean, we'll just go there. I mean, Euphoria just. <laughs> Hello. Euphoria just in, <laughs> indulges in sex. Like, that. It, Euphoria doesn't matter. Like, Sam Levinson, he's obsessed with showing sex on screen. Yeah. And the sheer quantity is also a thing I have a problem with. Okay. Like, it's fine. Because, like, even, like, I, I was shitting on you, but, like, even in you, I didn't feel like the sex was that much, right? Like, because, like, yeah, I still was, felt yeah. like, like, I still felt like it was part of the story. Yeah. Because he was Sam in love Levinson, obsessing. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Levinson is just a weirdo. Come on. <laughs> like, that man? <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand, like... Some of the sex on in Euphoria, I'm like, this had nothing to do with the story. You just wanted to show this. So, you know, it's funny for me. I'm a little bit about getting older as well. Something that I'm just like less and less and less and less and less capable of just like dealing with. None or not. Um, teenagers or like people playing teenagers having sex. It weirds me out. Like. It, like you, Fair. you go to such. It's because you old. Yeah, truly, it's because my knees hurt, my back hurts. I'm constantly <laughs> thinking about my 401k. Like, I, I don't have time to be. I, please get it. I, I close my, <laughs> I close my eyes. Like, like <laughs> they spend so much time trying to convince you that this like 27 year old adult is actually 17. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to buy into your little, this 33-year-old is in the ninth grade, but okay, fine. I'm buying in. And then I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to watch them have sex. It's weird. Like, I know that they're 33. I know that they're 24. I know, like, I know, I know those things. But like, you cannot be like, hi, hello, yes, it's called acting. And that's how come I'm um, doing so well at they with the program, Tay. They're acting. Yeah, that I'm a kid, but I'm just like, I don't want to see that. I just, and I, it's weird because I'm like, I didn't watch a lot of Skins, which I think was like the first like raunchy, like, oh, the teenagers are wild show, mm-hmm. like in the early 2000s. I didn't watch Degrassi. Was Degrassi like that? Degrassi was not like, no, because those were actually like, those were like actual, like, t- not like, oh, like we're like 19 or 20. I, I like, Aubrey Graham was like under the age, you know what I mean? I think got it. First, got it. I almost said rolled on the screen. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> you know, he famously does end up in a wheelchair, but um, I no, I you know, it just I don't know. There's something about it's just weird. Like I didn't watch that then, but I did watch Gossip Girl. But I was a teenager, and there was also mm-hmm. no nudity, so that was very different. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, now we're in this big nudie era, and I'm supposed to be sitting here watching Euphoria. Looking at frigging um, 
what is that girl's name? Sydney Sweeney, like taking off her shirt every 30 seconds. And I'm like, she's 16 in quotes in the show. This is too much. <laughs> too much. Put on a bra. Put on a shirt. Stop it. No sense for you. So yeah, that's my that's my boundary. But it's interesting because they did dial it back, right? Um <laughs> No, hold on. So I have three. Um, I have three points about Euphoria where they've dialed it back. Okay, one most famously, Sydney Sweeney was like, "Can Cassie not take her shirt off?" And apparently, all the time. And Sam Levinson was like, "Fine." Um, so they cut some of those scenes. Minka Kelly, um, who plays the mom that Maddie babysits for. Uh-huh. There was supposed to be some scene where like she was naked or like I there might have even been a sex scene with her and Maddie, which again, a high schooler babysitting your kids. <sighs> That's just giving a man has access to a porn hub account and <laughs> we've had enough. And then the third is um, and this is a quote. I did a little bit of uh, Googling, um, but this is the the quote. So Chloe Cherry, who plays the frazzled Faye has also said that Levinson was keen for her first appearance in the show to involve nudity. It was her co-star, Tyler Chase, who plays Faye's drug dealer boyfriend, Custer, who actually called it out. Sam wanted to do the scene with me completely naked, and Tyler was like, that's a lot. So they decided not to, Cherry told the Daily Beast. And so, to me, that's Again, also- exhibit A, Sam being a weirdo. <laughs> But also, like, like, it's also, I think, too, because she is a porn star, and it's like... But, like, what is... Wh- I'm okay? No, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> Y'all, no, hold on. You're not about to freaking come for me in the paint. So, what, I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, as I think that Sam is a weirdo, and what I think he was thinking, or, or like, I, men logic, sorry, I know you're a mm-hmm. man, but, like, man logic is like, well, she already takes her clothes off in these other things, so why not do I 100% this? agree with you. You know what I mean? Because, because which means he's a terrible storyteller because Uh, like uh, it doesn't service the story. You're just doing it to do it. (laughs) And I, I just am like, you know, what is the reason? Like a truly, what reason would she have to be naked in the show? I saw it. Like, why does she need to, I mean, she did have one scene, I think, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, Sam, Weirdo. I was going to say, so you're not watching the idol. Cannot. Cannot. It's funny because, like, as the weekend, and I'm big with the weekend fan. Mm, let's do a quick pullover. So, for anyone who doesn't know, um, obviously, we are talking about the idol. Um, it is supposed to be a show about, well, it was originally built as a show about a pop star um, who is played by Lily Rose Depp. Um, who basically gets sort of swept up and under the influence of a music producer played by The Weeknd, um, two E's, not three. Um, and he is like a little bit of a cult leader. He is um, is just giving spooky. So what <laughs> has recently happened, a bunch of folks who worked on the production of the show have been, um, were, were interviewed by the by Rolling Stone and not only said that, like, this is a wild show to work on because every time you turn around, like, they're just, like, rewriting scripts on the fly, like, on your way to set, like, on new, like, locations. But also, um, a lot of the story has been changed because 
the weekend was not happy that the show wasn't about his character um, yep. as much as it was about Lily Rose. <laughs> about the depth. woman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now people who have seen the production element have basically been like, this is like torture porn. And people have talked about feeling uncomfortable um, with basically what's being made. And HBO, I think, th- I don't know when the show was supposed to be out, but I feel like it was, we should have had a date by now. And every time I go to the HBO app, they're like, spring 2023. And I'm like, mm, not y'all either still working or <clears throat> pushing this out because you're getting a lot yeah. of backlash. Yeah. From what I read, there was a version of this show that did work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam came on board when they decided to do the, the whole reorg and reshift. And now the story is basically like a X-rated version of Euphoria. And, and Euphoria is like, already giving. And I'm like, who wants that? <laughs> yeah, because Euphoria is giving whatever letter comes before X in the alphabet. Like, after we at, why giving. are we here? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I'm sorry. I just like, Sam Levinson, need, there's, they need to stop. Like HBO needs to like sit that man down and say, it's, oh, it's over now. You can go home. Um, because like collect your little royalties on he wrote (laughs) Wizard of Lies about Bernie Madoff his dad made it I didn't realize he was a Nepo baby um, Mm. in the industry I didn't know his dad was guess that makes sense yeah so you know so he already thinks he's the shit that's why yeah basically (laughs) and I will say like Euphoria everything about Euphoria that's good is not because of Sam like the cinematography is amazing like he's getting carried by his cinematographers and then the performance on there, I'm also not giving same. I've also heard like he comes to set unprepared, right? Yeah, like, that, <laughs> which is also a crazy thing. How like, are you going to be running the program talking about? Oh, I got to shuffle these papers in order. Child, <laughs> we got to figure I, out what we're. Oh, you. I am Sam Levinson right out. Now. No, I'm just. It's over for me, and I'm like, no, no, thanks. Well, you what? know something else that's interesting. I didn't see this. Um, but, you know, okay, okay. I didn't see Malcolm and Marie, which also was a Sam project. Saw that. But I know that, you know, little Miss Zendaya, you know, Euphoria Queen was also in that. And mm-hmm. I was, when I was preparing for this episode, I was, you know, trying to read a bunch of different articles. And I did read this other, I did read this article on um, this website called The Gamer. Um, and the writer's name is Stacy Henley. And she was talking about um, how not only did Levinson, like, I don't know, have some weird thing about gender that nobody asked for. Um, she included this quote, and I, I want to I wanna read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you <laughs> why I'm bringing it in. Because this is... Okay. This is, this is making me feel something. So, the quote was... Um, that basically in in Malcolm and Marie Levinson, you know, had this weird speech, quote, as well as two different scenes involving Zendaya urinating, plus gratuitous nude shots of her. There's also an episode of Euphoria where a significant chunk of the plot is dedicated to Zendaya using the toilet. 
And I while remember those that. scenes are plot-driven owing uh, to her drug addiction and aim to show the gritty reality of the length she will go to, it's still odd that his key muse, over a decade younger than him, has been giving so many scenes involving her urinating. So... End quote. You t- you're <laughs> saying he has a fetish. I don't know what I'm saying. I just didn't like Zendaya, girl. What are you doing? And you need somebody to tell you, get off the toilet for this man. Like, <laughs> I didn't, like I said, that I is didn't, crazy. I didn't see Malcolm and Marines. So maybe you can like, acknowledge. I did. Like, if that felt like it was yes. like, a little weird. Yes. That she was. 100%. But it's also, and it, the way it was framed, too. <laughs> like, it was, it was very apparent what was happening. Well, what was happening? I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know. The because right. the way it's framed, it's like um, he has her aud- the audio of her urinating oh. extremely louder than anything else happening in the scene. Oh, yeah. Like, so you know, like, you understand what he's doing. Uh, baby girl, it's time to hop off the bandwagon because <laughs> it's getting weird. I just, to me, like I don't, like I said, I'm not here to say what he got, what he don't got. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, whatever. That has nothing to do with me. But I do think that like there is something that's like just kind of, that feels weird about this, particularly because like I didn't see Malcolm Marie, so I didn't know this. But I do know that Zadea has been like no nude scenes whatsoever for me and Euphoria. The rest of these girls who take their clothes off, I ain't taking nothing off. And I think that, like, it's just really interesting the way that, like, he has very blatantly sexualized characters like Cassie and Kat, right? And Maddie, obviously. Um, And then on the other end, like, not sexualized Zendaya, uh, what's the girl's name? Rue. But Mm -hmm. it does seem like, you know, with this context of Malcolm and Marie and her peeing on, like, is that, like, a sexualization, too? And, like, the fact that that is something that maybe is, like, a little bit of a theme that, like, feels a little bit like there's some subtext to hide behind, like, also just makes me grossly uncomfortable. And, like, I watched the trailer for, I watched three trailers for The Idol, even though I was like, I ain't doing this. Um, and I was like, I couldn't really even tell you if I wasn't interested in like the business of TV and having read the things I've read, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it's about. I'm just like, I'm looking at Lily Rose vibes, butt cheeks, (laughs) literally. It's like vibes and people that are naked and under boob, under boob, under butt. I'm just like, girl, (laughs) damn, Levy, give her your jacket. It's too much. It's too much. (laughs) Somebody called Karen. Um, Yeah, I I just think he is, Sam is, I think, the extreme of what we've been talking about, right? Like, he is the extreme of, like, what I'm just, like, cannot do. Like, he is my bar when it comes to sex on TV because it just seems like he's very, very obsessed with it. Um, And I don't know whether or not... Obviously, I've never been a part of a Sam Levinson production, but based on a lot of the things you've mentioned and things I've heard, like, I just don't know how safe these sets are, right? Like, yeah. a lot of people be leaving. What's old girl's name that wasn't in the last season because he was beefing with him? Cat. She was beefing um, with him? Yeah. Barbie. Yep. Um, it's one of those things. Carrera. It's like, correct. It's like, 
how safe are these in like these sets, right? Like we yeah. know they're supposed to be like intimacy coordinators on set. Like, is that a thing on Sam sets? Like, there's just a lot of things that like I just can't push past when it comes to him. And like I feel like again, it gets the views, which is why it's he's still he's still got a job, <laughs> but it's becoming more and more unbearable. Yeah. For me. So where do you stand with the idol? Are you gonna tap in? You're gonna see what it's about. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the pilot. Okay. Well, maybe I'll report back. Yeah, you can report and tell me because I'm <laughs> really like something ain't right with the weekend. Something <laughs> ain't right with Sam. Some may not be right with going on in the Johnny Depp household. I just <laughs> the math is all pointing to I can't do it. Like I'm like, but it might be super popular. That's the thing. It's the, it's like the the other conversation of sex on TV. It's like audiences have. I feel like to your point, the past I feel like year uh-huh. it's becoming so much where like audiences have noticed and yeah. there's been pushback. But before that, people were eating it up. Yeah, but again, I think you know the other thing I actually didn't bring up earlier when I was talking about how I'm like. You know what I think else contributed to this? I think that there have also been very real conversations surrounding sex in Hollywood as it relates to like an abuse of power over the past few years, right? So obviously Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby has like been sentenced and then released from jail. And then R. Kelly has been sentenced. And so, like, I also kind of think, too, that, like, like you're saying, like, there's not, it doesn't sound like the care may or may not be there, right? Like, intimacy coordinators, like, you know, it's their job to make sure that people feel comfortable and nobody's being coerced. And, like, they kind of work through, like, yeah. the physical mechanics of, like, chore- like, chore- um, like the choreo of the scene. Um, yeah. And so, like, it's not to say that they're not doing, you know, those, you know, things as, you know, that they're supposed to. But it just also seems like to some degree people are just like, I've had enough. And I think that we talk about Sam Levinson being on one end of the spectrum of doing too much. And then it's like, this is not, this isn't sex, but it's intimacy, right? Like, on the other end of the spectrum, we have um, the people who are like, you know, very much giving pen badgely. I'm not having sex scenes. Or people that are like, I'm Lauren London and I'm not kissing nobody on these sets. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a whole people. thing too. I feel like so when it comes to you people, um, I feel like this when the movie came out on Netflix. There was on Netflix, there Girl was the significant hill. conversation, right? About that the inti- the lack of intimacy between the two characters between Jonah Hill and Lauren London and it was an interesting conversation because i saw the movie and i'm assuming you did you saw the whole thing yeah i watched it cuz you put it in the show notes this morning <laughs> so i pressed play but yeah <laughs> i so obviously when i watched it i didn't know um, people's biggest thing was like, this is a rumor. We don't know whether or not this is true. Um, that the final kiss was a CGI kiss. I didn't know that when I was watching, 
But also, like, I could tell there was there was a lack of intimacy. It didn't actually, it wasn't that overt for me to, like, say, right. this whole story doesn't work for me. Throw it away, though. Like, did it for you? So, I'm going to say something that's maybe spicy. I don't know. But, like... Controversial? Okay, yeah. hot take. I think there... I actually... Now, to be fair, I watched this, like, five hours ago. Okay? Like, okay, a few hours ago. So, I was <laughs> privy to knowing CGI Kiss. I knew it was coming. I also Googled the end just in case I didn't make it. Because I just was like, I may have to tap out. This is... I don't know, if, you know, what's going to go on. Uh, what's the deal? I actually think that when I watched this movie, I thought that there was an intimacy between them, but it was more of a friendship intimacy than a romantic one. And I, everyone, I know everyone kept being like, what, in what world would these two ever be together? And da 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 da. And part of me was like, y'all are basically just doing this thing. It feels like where you're like, wow, Lauren London, hottie, Jonah Hill, naughty. So how did he ever bag her? And I was like, that was also the conversation that was Which being, feels yeah. ridiculous because I'm like, they actually felt like they were two people who like could kind of maybe sort of be friends. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the movie was 100% unserious and I knew it was unserious when he got into her car and she was like, you saw me in an inexpensive car. And I was like, sweetie, um, let me just, let me say right there. Uh, <laughs> a Mini Cooper? Literally costs like fifty thousand dollars. Like this is not a Toyota Camry, okay? Like, <laughs> it's the maker of BMW. Have you heard of them? Like, please. Um, so I was like, first of all, I'm serious, but I felt <laughs> like these are two people who were friends, and I think a lot of people, as you take, like don't maybe know what like that type of intimacy amongst friends can look like. Um, mm-hmm. So. I bought the idea that they could have ended up together because maybe they same were kicking it and they you know had so much. I, in I, I thought I thought something was wrong with me because everybody was like, <laughs> no. kick them to the curb. No. It, it it was everybody else being toxic and basically being like, you know, it's like a reverse. It's like the it's like it's like what's happening in the reverse, I guess with Jonathan Majors right now, where the men are like, why do y'all like him? Because men have a hard time believing that a man that quote unquote- I know why like they that like him. That's a good looking dude. Is, uh, that's, I mean, that's what the women are saying. But the men are like, well, that's not what we think y'all think desirability is <laughs> like. So why y'all like him? And I feel like that's what happened with this. Like, Jonah Hill, why, how could he, like, stop, mm-hmm. stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there was intimacy. It just wasn't sexual. And I do think, yeah. like, that's okay. Like, you see that though? That's okay. That's a, that's my point about yeah. my whole point during this whole episode has been the audience wants the sex. Um, except for me. That's the <laughs> that, that's that's the reason. I was like, that, again, I, I think it played. This is the reason why I added this show to the show notes because I thought this was a great on the other side of the spectrum, speaking to the same thing. Like the reason why it couldn't work is people couldn't conceive in their minds. That like these two characters or Lauren London and Jonah Hill could ever be in a sexual relationship with each other, right? And to your point, people don't explore other types of intimacy. Yeah, and that's my outside. It's like hundred percent. Can we have intimacy outside of just sex? Like, 
Agreed. I agree. With can that. we have that? And I think that like. Not on screen, you can't. Yeah, I know. They said no. I know. And I'm just like, wow. Now you're making my action. They said if it ain't euphoria, keep it. <laughs> I'm just like, and this is, but see, oh, the thing also that like, oh, this is just like eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. I'm like, y'all know that by cutting up in the DMs of the Netflix post and the <laughs> BuzzFeed articles, when y'all cut up like this, like you actually are impacting your own actual relationships to intimacy and sex as people that are dating or that, you know, are like existing in society in your own relationships. Like, a lot of articles have come out talking about how, like, you know, people generally are having less sex now than they have had in generations or, like, decades past. And I'm like, you wouldn't believe it the way y'all cutting up on Instagram.com. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's for the gram. You, you want to know. know. Yeah, like, you want to know, you know, why after this first date somebody felt obligated that I owed them. Because I'm like, because this is what you're demanding. And I'm like, other forms of intimacy exist. There's other people to express sexual interest, desire, love, connection. Like, put your clothes on. And I think that we've mm-hmm. also, like, you know, I, I don't have a way to fit this in here neatly, but, like, you know, I also think that um, part of it, too, is, like, the the gender imbalance, right? With the way that, like, Nudity for women is just so like flippant. It's like not a big deal. People just put it mm-hmm. in, take your shirt off. Who cares? And then it's like for men, it's like you get one butt and it's like that's all you're getting. And it's like mm-hmm. you don't even have this balance. Or you get honestly, did you watch Pam and Tommy? I watched some episodes of that. Okay. Yeah. It was terrible. I didn't finish um, it. <laughs> I didn't finish it. A talking penis was too much. I don't know what I expected. From Seth Rogen, um, to be honest, as the executive <laughs> producer. But, like, there's a scene where, yeah, Tommy's penis starts talking. And, like, it feels like this is, like, very, like... I mean, it, I'm sorry. It is 100% unserious. And it's, yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know. It just... It, there's just something, too, in the imbalance. And I, I was actually, actually listening to a podcast, listening to a lot. And some one of the podcasters watched Euphoria. The other one didn't. And they were, like, they do a lot of, like, over-under, sort of, like, sport, you know, like, over-under. Like, how many penises were there in season one of Euphoria, you know? And the person who saw it was, like, okay, over-under, how many penises do you think there were in, you know, season one of Euphoria, or the first episode of Euphoria or whatever? Um, And they were, like, I'm going to set the number at, like, five. And the person who hadn't Mm -hmm. seen it was, like, obviously under, like, under, um, and the guy who did see it was like, no, over. There was like something crazy, like 57 penises in Euphoria. And I will say that despite his creepiness, like that does seem like the one time where Sam was like, haha, gender equity. Um, oh, no, he's all about that. <laughs> That's why I think he's just obsessed with sex. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I, I've gone down a <laughs> rabbit hole here, but it's just to say that, like, I think maybe we have come to the conclusion that you're like, you both you and I can both be right in in how we feel about sex, even if we are maybe seeing or not seeing the same amount. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I'll I agree with that. I think, yeah, I, my bigger problem is like the way we show intimacy on on screen. Yeah. Um, I think uh, do I have a problem with like overly 
sexual programs of TV? Yes. On the other end, did I have a problem with the CGI kiss? Uh oh. I mean, when I went when I went back and looked when I went back and looked when I went back and looked, I was like, it did look kind of weird. It's just the way they shot it. Yes, it <laughs> I think weird. the way they shot it made it look weird. It looked weird. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna say that it didn't. It looked weird. It did. It did. It did. But it did. I don't know that it deserved all this heat. I did a little bit of googling. Um, <laughs> this is not the first time that we have have not seen people actually kiss. Excuse me, people. You know, I pulled up some lists of you know people who. Um, won't do kissing or like people that won't do nudity. It seems like, I mean, there's way more people that are like, I'm not taking my clothes off um, on on Mm. screen, but I could could see that. I did not know, um, but Lindsay Lohan in her comeback movie, um, I think it's called Falling for Christmas. Yeah, that came out on Netflix this year. Oh yeah, I saw that. She used a body double for her kiss. Did not know that. And I, in further Googling, learned that when she did... um, it was like a scream or something in 2012. I'm literally on Google right now trying to like scroll through to see if I can find it. But she did a movie in 2012. And yeah, she was like, I'm not kissing this like character. There were way more kissing scenes. She ended up having some of them cut. Um, ah. So I thought that was really interesting. And then huh. Candace Cameron, who we know from Full House, she won't kiss anyone. Um, her brother is also an actor. His name's Kurt Cameron. He only kissed his wife. Uh, so he had, they had okay. his wife sort of act as a stand-in. That's kind of interesting. There's this mm. guy named Neil McDonough, who I know from Desperate Housewives. He's been in a Never bunch of that. other stuff. Um, he also is like, no, not doing that. Um, will not be kissing anyone. And then I recently watched something and I cannot think of what it was. Oh, yes, it was. Okay. Daisy Jones and the Six. It's on uh, Amazon right now. Um, the lead uh-huh. is Riley Keough, um, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley's daughter, Elvis's granddaughter. She has a scene where she is having sex with a random man, but in real life, um, that man was actually her husband. Um, wow. And so she did an interview saying how weird it was to basically have pretend sex with her husband because they've never had pretend sex. Um, and she was like, it maybe just would have been easier with another actor who I didn't know because we kept giggling <laughs> because this was ridiculous. Um, and so, you know, people, you know, have these different boundaries and they're, as a result, like, and I think they should. They should. I think people should have. Yeah. And we've 100%. seen other things, you know, where people have had to get creative, a la the CGI kiss, um, or kissing, mm-hmm. you know, stand-ins, whether it's you know spouses play the person they're kissing or someone plays them. But yeah, I just was like, y'all need to calm down. Let people keep their mouths where they want to. Okay, keep your mouth in <laughs> your own mouth if that's where you want it to be, and leave it be. Yeah, I. I I would just like for us to dial it down okay. a tad. Dial it down. Just a tad. Okay. Um, a little too much. I don't think I'm going to get that because I think the idol is going to be some raunchy triple X rated like TV. Um, and it's clear, right? The audience, the audiences ultimately will decide, right? right. Like 
I think if over time, if we're correct, that audiences are sick of this, I think by like next round of new seasons or new shows, like it'll be dialed down. Um, I don't want to get rid of intimacy on screen though. I, I don't think, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I would like that. I just think creators, directors need to get more creative in the way they show that on screen. Yeah. And connection between two people. Um, I think there's a middle ground between you people and euphoria, and we should just live there. Where <laughs> it's consensual because everyone who's participating wants to participate. They're participating 100%. with care. And yep. it's something that's relative like important to the story. But also yep. maybe it's not a full-blown sex scene, and maybe it's sometimes implied. Like I was about to say, or yeah, sometimes that works too. I just, you know, I'm like, call me the old, but I'm just like, you know, like I said, I'm not opposed to like- You're none. <laughs> I'm not opposed. Yes. Haha. It's me, Hester Prynne, the Puritan. <laughs> um, I'm not opposed to like sex overall, but I just think that like more discernment and care because movies are fine without all the sex that, you know, maybe historically they've had. And so I wish that TV could maybe say, like, how can we take a page from the movies and maybe assess what feels appropriate, what feels necessary, and what feels safe for everybody involved. So Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Middle ground. Middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Any lasting thoughts before we leave? Um, no. I look forward to your... Uh, read in on the idol. I will not be watching it, but um, I might only make it one episode. I just, that's I what I'm saying. Like, I just am like, and for what am I gonna press play for? <sighs> it just, I don't, I don't even. I watched the trailers and I said, there's not even a plot in the trailers. That's the thing. It really crazy. isn't. Three trailers, isn't. no plot. Put him in a sex ed <laughs> Make him talk to a licensed therapist also, because I just need to understand please why we keep doing this. It's some it's something in his past for sure. I'm like, leave me out of it. That man a weirdo. That out. might be the name of this episode. Um <laughs> This has been great. Yeah. Um We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye.